Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is your host, Stacey Weimer. You're listening to Man Shopping, episode two, No Judgment. In this episode, I'm going to share with you some very specific examples on times in my life when I've been judged. Now, some of these are just little insignificant things, but others are bigger and more impactful. Now, I'm being very purposeful here. On this podcast, I've already told you I'm going to be sharing my own experiences, stories from my past, my ideas, my opinions. Now, you're not always going to agree with me, and that's okay. I expect that. I expect criticism too. I welcome all of those things. But it's important to me as well that this feel like an open forum where everyone's voice can be heard. And while I'm the voice you're going to be listening to the vast majority of the time, there'll be others who I interview. There'll be a lot of communication back and forth, I hope, on social media about the topics that we're discussing here. And I just want everyone to feel like they can speak freely without judgment. I want to be a community of women who support one another, who listen to different points of view. And while I can't control everyone's actions, opinions, and and how you feel about the content that, that I deliver here on this podcast, I can at least set the stage and be vulnerable and give of myself and hope that I maybe open some minds, maybe um, help you to see things from a different vantage point, or just come into this podcast with uh, an open attitude of kind of anything goes, I'm going to take it for what it's worth, right? Okay, so I'm going to ease in with what I consider to be a very easy topic. So I cuss a lot. <laughs> Sometimes it comes as a surprise to people. I think it's because I look like this innocent, petite little thing that would be very proper. But I do, I cuss. And when I talk with my girlfriends, it all just flows very freely. So yesterday when I recorded Man Shopping episode one, I let an F-bomb fly. I let a couple other words, I think, come out of my mouth that could offend, right? Um, So after I recorded, I didn't think much of it. I mean, I was aware that I had cussed during the episode, but I didn't think too much of it. I shared the audio track with my mom and my stepdad and my two best girlfriends. And out of, and one of their husbands listened as well. So that would be five people listened to the podcast that I recorded last night. And two of the five questioned me, Like, are you sure you want to cuss in your podcast? You're going to turn people away. And this was my response. Not my people. (laughs) I know exactly who I'm talking to. And my audience, they're my girlfriends. And this is how we speak. I'm laid back. I'm easygoing. I want this to be fun and casual. And I want it to be genuine. And this is how I genuinely communicate. I definitely do not want to offend anyone. So I will apologize if you're sensitive to language that there may be words dropped here or there. Um, But I won't apologize for the way I am or the way I speak. I'm new to this recording my voice stuff. And so it's imperative that I can communicate through this microphone similarly to how I would just on the phone with my friends. So I hope you'll understand. 
That's my stance on judging language. I'm going to crank it up a notch and talk about religion. (laughs) I'm kind of kidding. Um, But it's funny that that's where the conversation about cussing landed, was on religion. Like, oh, if you cuss too much, then super religious people won't want to listen to your podcast. And I'm thinking, well, I'm a super religious person. I am. I'm a Christian. Um, I am absolutely faith-filled and soulful and share my um, Christian beliefs with anyone I feel comfortable speaking with them about. It just cracked me up. I found it super funny that, you know, the conversation about cussing turned into religion, turned into, you know, censoring myself so I don't, you know, lose audience members. And I don't know, bottom line, I'm just going to talk like me and I hope that you'll accept it for what it is. Okay, now I'm going to share a story that happened actually like before I was separated, Lainey and I were still living in the house and I got a call late one night um, from another mother and she was reaching out to me to check in on the character of another parent, which I can totally understand. She's doing her due diligence. Her daughter had been invited to go like to a lake for a weekend with a single dad and his teenage daughter and their friends. And the mom was just trying to feel comfortable with it. Right. And so she was looking to me like, I think you might know this family. Can you vouch for this guy? But the overwhelming question or I guess concern of hers was, you know, he's single. And I have heard that on occasion, like, you know, he goes on dates and leaves his, you know, 14-year-old daughter alone at home. And my mindset was already toward oh my God, I'm about ready to be separated again. That's going to be me. People aren't going to trust me with their children anymore. Like for some reason, I'm authorized to have teenagers in my home under my care. And, you know, if I'm married, but if I'm not married, then other parents are going to question the stability of my household and my judgment and my character. So essentially, It just, it struck such a chord with me because I was sensitive to that because I could already see that that's where I was headed was to being a single parent myself, although I had not even left my home or my marriage yet. And it was just sad to me. And so I clarified to her that, you know, I had been a single parent before too, and I certainly wouldn't judge on that criteria. And by the way, would this man be judged for taking his wife out to dinner while the teenagers hang out at home? Hell no. That's the that's the truth. No way he wouldn't be judged. I mean, the other parents would be like, oh, that's so great. The two of you got out for a night for dinner. That's lovely. Of course, our 14-year-olds are more than capable of holding down the fort. But since he was known for going out on a date... Like, why does that change anything? (sighs) Anyway, you get my point. Let's all be careful on passing judgment with single parents, their decisions, 
you know, no, there's no way to know whose household is more safe than another, whether you're single or whether you're married. I mean, let's be real. Dysfunction comes in all forms. Okay, moving into deeper and deeper topics as we go. So in episode one of Man Shopping, I revealed that I had been divorced two times. So let me just share with you what a challenge that was for me when I decided to join Bumble. Because one of the very first questions every single match asks on a dating app is like, oh, how long have you been divorced? What's your story? Everyone wants to know, you know, how long you've been separated, how long you've been divorced, have you been dating, how many relationships have you had? Your story is like the the launching off point for your supposed new, you know, relationship or interaction. Well, I was terrified. I was terrified to say, well, actually, I've been divorced twice. It wasn't that I was ashamed. I just didn't want to deal, you know? I didn't have to, I didn't want to have to explain or give away, you know, sensitive information. Um, it's not like it's a optimistic, fun, happy thing to talk about or to start with. So what I did after just a little bit of experience online was I just owned it. I just did. I just owned it. I came up with a very succinct, you know, two sentence um, elevator pitch, if you will, of, well, I've actually been married two times. I was married to my daughter's dad for almost seven years. Then I was single for a little bit. I was remarried and we blended families for almost eight years. And I have now been divorced X amount of time. That served me well. And to my shock and surprise, no one seemed to care. Um, I didn't treat it as an embarrassment or as a failure in life. And the way that I approached it was received well and has been ever since. Um, I never shy away from explaining my two marriages. So with that being said, here's a little tip. If you're on a dating app and you find yourself texting the same information over and over again, and it's a particularly exhausting subject such as your ex or your divorce or your status of being single, whatever that is for you, um, type a note on your phone. (laughs) Make sure you're happy with it. Type it out exactly how you want it to read and copy and paste that sucker every time you get asked that question. I'm not kidding. Um, When I was on Bumble, I started doing that with everything, with uh, explaining my career, explaining my daughter, my relationship with my daughter, my pastimes, because it can get very exhausting um, meeting a high volume number of people and having text interactions at the very beginning um, as you're trying to kind of you know, get your feet underneath you, kind of kind of get a, a grip on what it's like to be online. It can be very overwhelming and it can be tiresome. So there's a little tip. Just create a note on your phone. Type exactly what, you know, how you want to relay um, a certain piece of information. Copy and paste it and save yourself, save yourself a few minutes. Back to the subject of 
judgment, though, and judging people based on their marital history or even non-history, like when thinking about bachelors who have never been married, it really, really upsets me when people do too much judging about those things. So I'll use myself again as, as the sacrificial lamb here, having been divorced twice. So oftentimes, I will give a little context without completely spilling all of my history. I've gotten better at that. The longer I've dated, I tend to um, say too much. I do. I tend to give give it all away um, early on. So that's something I have worked on. And so whenever I meet someone new and they ask about my marriages, I sum it up very quickly. Essentially, I give the length of time, how old I was, kind of the circumstances of, of getting married young um, and quickly, and then, you know, falling very, very hard and wanting, desperately wanting to have um, a family unit intact in my early 30s. But I also give the reason why I'm not married anymore. And I don't know if this is common practice or not, but again, I tend to just tell it like it is. So in episode one of Man Shopping, I did reveal that there was a significant amount of trauma, hard times, sadness. I said I was scared. All of it. All of it from both of my marriages. Um, So... I had a hard time whenever I was recording because I don't want to give away too much and I want to be sensitive to uh, the teenage lives involved, the children that are involved here um, between my two marriages. So in short, the way that I typically handle that is I say, you know, my, my first marriage ended due to infidelity and my second due to addiction. And it is what it is. And it's not a judgment. It's a fact you know? And I have to say that I'm the recipient of those behaviors in my cases. But even if I was guilty of those things in a relationship, based on my own personal experiences, I have to say that I still think that most of my dating um, circumstances wouldn't have changed that much. People tend to appreciate the honesty, succinctness in talking about these things, owning it, explaining, you know, what you learned, what you're looking for, where you're at now, growth, progress. I mean, we're later in life, we've all made mistakes. These are the reasons marriages end. Money, unfaithfulness, addiction of some sort. I mean, it's not uncommon, right? So I've just taken the stance of just owning it. And I have to say that I truly don't feel as though I have been um, unfairly, you know, judged or looked down upon um, from the dates that I've gone on. Now, other people in life, that could be a totally different story. I don't know. I've also as I kind of just spoke about, dated a handful, maybe a couple of bachelors to come to mind. Um, And then there's probably, oh no, three, three men, never been married. Their age range was 40 to 45, never been married. And I got to tell you, they were like my strategy early on after my divorce. If there is such a thing as having a dating strategy, I'll talk more about that another time. Um, I wanted uncomplicated 
I wanted to meet someone um, without an ex-wife and without children because I thought it would be easier on myself um, or on a relationship. I don't know that I was looking for a relationship, but it just seemed like uncharted territory for me. It seemed it seemed easy, right? I was like choosing the path of least resistance. I'm going to meet a guy like foreseeably with no baggage, right? I mean, there is no such thing. We all carry the the weight of all of our experiences with us. And I know that too. I wasn't being too unrealistic. Um, but I've seen recently on some divorced groups that I'm, that I'm a part of um, on social media, questions posed to groups like, I don't know. How do you all feel about dating a guy our age who's never been married? I mean, doesn't that raise a red flag? Well, I mean, I've been divorced twice. Does that raise a red flag? Um, you know, we we all have a situation. So my choice, what I do for myself is I refrain from judgment because I can tell you the three men that I clearly have in my head right now that I have been on dates with, um, I formed really solid friendships, long, long standing friendships with two of them that have never been married. They all have very, very different um, relationship backgrounds, history, and they're very different men. I they definitely there's no stereotype is what I'm trying to say. One of them had had a relationship of nine years. I mean that trumps my longest marriage, um, and had lived with her. Right? They were just young, so they ended up. I don't know the reason for their breakup, but they just didn't get married. Um, another man that I dated was younger. He was just turning forty. And he really didn't have much relationship experience in life. He was a total free spirit. I loved him for it. He was kind and sweet and a great guy. Uh, He had lived with a woman for a couple of years, but it wasn't a good relationship and he didn't marry her. So good on him, right? Um. And lastly, there was one other man who was my age, approximately 42, 43, and he really wants to be married and he wants children. So obviously long-term, that is not a good fit for me because I'm not having any more children. So um, anyway, I guess my point is I try very hard to keep a very open mind about people's past relationship, history, and marriages because every single situation is unique and you really have to listen to everyone's story and make your decision based on how that goes. And you know, on the flip side, I would say don't get too consumed with worrying about explaining your own past. Just keep it short, keep it simple, own it, be honest. And I think if you enter into a a date or a conversation with someone about this subject, um, it'll go a lot smoother. Besides that, I mean, any dating advice you get out there says refrain from having these discussions. They all say it, but everyone does it um, to varying degrees on dates. I think 
I'm actually not opposed to getting it out there early on a date or in conversation with a man, um, and then drop it and move on. Here's another judgment topic that I've seen blow up online. People who are dating for the fun of dating, for meeting people, being wide open to any sort of experience they may encounter versus people refraining from dating, being very, very specific and particular and selective versus not dating at all. So so here's the deal. I mean, to me, this is just such a personal thing. And it it's all about where you're at in your journey, right? How long have you been single? How much dating experience do you have? What are you looking for? Are you looking for a fling? Are you looking for a companion, someone to go to dinner with, someone to eventually, I hope, take to a concert or a sporting event? You know, are you basically looking for a friend or are you looking for romantic love? Are you trying to create a deep connection to go on dates and build a relationship with someone? Or are you seriously set on marriage? Those are such different endpoints. So I just love it when people consider, you know, all of these things when they're judging people's dating habits, because we all need different things and different experiences at different points along our journey. I think all of it has its place. All of it is good. All of it is healthy. All of it is probably necessary at some point from becoming single to getting into a relationship again, if that makes sense. But the the judgment about, oh, she goes on dates all the time. She just cannot find a guy. She's just constantly going on dates. Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe she is. I mean, is that a bad thing? Maybe not. I mean, as long as she's not, you know, abandoning her children or missing work for it, <laughs> who cares? Who cares, right? Um, I just think that people get really sensitive about these things and have really strong feelings about how you should approach dating when I just think that you have to take a very individualized approach with it. Okay, I think I have saved perhaps the most controversial judgment topic for last. The dating rules. Are there dating rules? Okay, if so, how many dates do you go on before you have sex? That's a real question. People Google that shit. Who knows? Are you kidding me? If I only had the answers. <laughs> I don't I don't think that there there's a lot of consistency in this category, but there is a lot of judgment. And that's my point. The judgment so in this space, when we do and we will talk about the dating rules, I'm not going to judge, but I will tell you from my own experiences and the experience of my friends, what we've encountered along the way, when it comes to dating rules, I could talk all day long about who pays for what, texting, 
expectations of communication, planning ahead to go on future dates. I mean, it makes for fun discussion and the topics are endless. So when we get there, let's talk about all of the dating rules, including that sex one. Let's do it with no judgment. I truly can't thank you all enough for joining me on Man Shopping Episode 2, where we talked about no judgment, where this podcast is a judgment-free zone so everyone feels mutually respected and opinions are shared freely. Up next in Episode 3, I'll be talking about a very common occurrence after divorce. It's a one-word title. Wondering if you guys are guessing out there. Episode three, Rebounds. Lastly, if you're a fan of the show, if you could please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from, download, subscribe, and rate Man Shopping. It'll help other listeners find us. 